0: Hi everyone and welcome to Viking Mark Radio. Today's podcast is super special, extra special. And the reason is because this is the very first podcast published in Viking Mark Radio. and you're listening to Viking Mark Radio. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur that needs help to step up your game with only marketing, this podcast is just made for you. Here you'll find everything you need to know about only marketing strategies, tricks, tools and of course loads of inspiration. Are you ready to step into the spotlight? Then keep listening. first podcast I'm gonna talk you about a digital product concept called the doppelganger brand image but first of all you might ask yourself what in the world is a doppelganger well this is a kind of unusual word and it comes from German so for my understanding this word comes from a combination of actually two words doppel which in German means double and ganger which means someone who's walking. So in essence, a doppelganger is something like a double walker, but the real meaning of this word is an alter ego. And this concept started being used in Germany in the 16th century with the idea that there was this myth that all of us have a kind of doppelganger or an alter ego. And, well, the myth went little bit forward and what it said was that if you or your friends saw the doppelganger of the other one very bad things were about to happen (laughs) so that's what we are gonna talk about today but in this case we're gonna talk about the doppelganger of a brand which means or tends to be something like a negative image of this brand So that's the basic idea. If you're a brand owner, you might know that developing an appealing and distinctive brand image is a very important part of any firm's product strategy. A strong brand image can lead to brand equity and helps to differentiate one firm's product offerings from those of its competitors. However, Since very few products have really large tangible differences in terms of product features, most branding efforts focus on intangible features and try to give their brands an emotional appeal. The products might be very, very similar, but the emotion or the branding behind each firm is very different. Now. While these appeals are attractive to some customers, many others just ignore them, and a few might actually dislike them. Think about this, in the past, if you've disliked a brand, you've probably tried to avoid this brand, or you might even have shared your dislike with your friends or with your family over a dinner conversation. However, today, with the democratization of new digital tools such as the Internet, or blogs, you can do a lot more. For example, you could use digital design software. There are digital cameras out there that you can buy very inexpensively and digital editing programs, which often are free, combined with the internet, allow you to actually remix or create your own version of a brand that you find offensive. And this is the very basic idea behind a doppelganger brand image and everything happens all around us but let me give you a few examples take for example the new pepsi logo if you recall pepsi introduced this new logo about five years ago six maybe seven actually eight i think around 2009 (laughs) they paid a very famous design firm a million dollars to create this new logo which as you can see is pretty much just a modification of its old logo this new logo was heavily criticized by several internet blogs as being a waste of money even more than that several graphic artists actually created a doppelganger version of this logo as you can see to represent an obese man as a means of protesting against pepsi's effects on your health this doppelganger image this campaign quickly became an internet meme and increased attention on the negative effects of drinking pepsi do you get it (laughs) a second example of what a doppelganger is comes from the automotive industry and well, I'm going to talk you about a creative viral internet campaign that began in 2008 in response to General Motors marketing of the Hummer SUV, specifically the Hummer H2 in the middle of 2000s. Now, General Motors tried to position this brand as the ultimate four wheel drive vehicle capable of taking of any challenge and use the slogan like nothing else. This campaign, which of course, as you can imagine, was not developed by General Motors, crafted a very effective doppelganger image focused not just on the brand itself, but also its owners, which are portrayed as jerks who care little about the environment by driving this huge gas-guzzler. <laughs> a final example comes from the cigarette industry. This is the Joe Camo campaign which was an internet campaign created by an organization called Adbusters. And this organization has a lot of doppelganger images for different brands that it finds offensive. This particular campaign was against the Camel Cigarette brand and a character known as Joe Camel, which was very popular in the 90s in the US and actually quite globally, wasn't it? This doppelganger image, the confident, cool, and popular Joe Camel, is replaced by this sick, depressed, and lonely Joe Kimo. Shortly after this doppelganger campaign, Joe Camel was withdrawn from the market. So those, both the Joe Camel campaign, the Hammer campaign, and the first one, the Pepsi campaign, uh, are examples of how bad a doppelganger image can be, or how much can it harm to your business? Clearly, creating a doppelganger brand image, such as the Joe Chemo campaign, takes lot of time and substantial energy. So, why in the world will somebody go through all the trouble of doing this? Well, typically, these efforts are motivated by a perception that a brand is being inauthentic by claiming to be something that is not by disguising its true nature. This indeed was the motive for the Joe Camel campaign, which was the result of anger and frustration that Joe Camel tried to portray smoking as fun and cool while actually ignoring its potential risks and dangers. A second very interesting discussion is what types of brands are most susceptible to this doppelganger brand image. Well, typically most doppelganger images are focused against large, well-known brands. These brands have a high degree of familiarity, which means that their businesses practices are more likely to come to the attention of anti-brand activists. Um, in addition, these doppelganger brand campaigns focused against larger brands are more likely to get attention than those focused against smaller brands. So that the individuals who create these campaigns will get you know more play for what they do thus for example walmart yeah walmart has several anti-branding doppelganger initiatives aimed against it while um target the second leading retailer in the u.s has far far fewer for example the people of walmart viral video has over 10 Million views while the people of Target video has only about 5,000. That's wow, quite a difference. A third very interesting aspect of a doppelganger brand image is where are these images found? This is exciting, I think. Now, many doppelganger brand images are created as a form of individual protest, and thus are located on an individual's blog or Twitter feed or Facebook's page. Sometimes, once in a while, these individual accounts are picked up by a larger online media outlet such as Reddit, Dig or BuzzFeed or even traditional news channels. For example, The Pepsi doppelganger brand image that we talked about earlier was initially posted on its creator blog and this blog has very very few followers even today but it was then popularized on BuzzFeed in a feature that they run called logos that look like other things. (laughs) This BuzzFeed posting received over 300,000 views. Doppelganger brand images can also be found in other places such as websites of anti-brand activists, like Adbusters. I also mentioned it before. Um, we can find double, doppelganger brand images for a collection of brands, including McDonald's, Starbucks, and Calvin Klein, just to name a few. Finally, you can also find doppelganger brand images also in some specialized initiatives targeted against specific brands. For example, Walmart again has over a dozen websites dedicated against this retailer. For example, we have hellmart.com or walmartsucks.org. Let's just point out that I don't endorse this site and personally I love shopping at Walmart. But, well, it has haters and that's what it is. And you might have noticed it yet. But if you haven't, I have to tell you this and is that a doppelganger brand image can affect negatively a consumer's willingness to buy this brand because of the information this consumer finds outside. But hey, now it comes the most important part of this podcast because now I'm going to talk about practical recommendations in terms of what a film can do if it's faced with a doppelganger brand image. Well, first of all, all firms, whether faced with a doppelganger brand image or not, should be monitoring digital cues. Firms should view a doppelganger brand image not just as a threat, but also as a the opportunity to ensure that their brand stay relevant. They can take advantage of this opportunity by carefully monitoring digital cues for any potential things of trouble. So, for example, brand managers should carefully examine industry and brand related websites, social media channels and various review websites in order to ensure they keep on top of any potential brand backlash. In addition to simple web browsing, there are a number of other sophisticated tools for tracking brand-relevant conversation, such as Google Alert, Topsy, and Brandwatch. Second, firms should identify and track brand avoiders. In addition to monitoring these digital cues, firms should also identify and track consumers who are avoiding their brand due to the presence of a doppelganger brand image. And hey, blogs and anti-branding websites are a very good starting point for locating these individuals. Third thing, firms need to develop and test a new story if they are faced with a doppelganger brand image. You need to be proactive. And as always, let me give you an example. When Botox was first launched in 2002, Loads of anti-brand activists created a doppelganger brand image that focused on its potential health risk and began to propagate claims that using Botox could actually be fatal. In response, Botox brand managers quickly developed a new campaign that positioned Botox not only as safe, but also as a miracle of modern medicine. This type of strategy must be handled very, very carefully and remain true to the brand. And as um, as any inauthentic stories will be quickly detected and exploded by anti-brand activists. In a sense, any doppelganger, doppel, God, it's a very, very difficult word, isn't it? Uh, any doppelganger brand image is a social critic that questions the authenticity of a brand. Thus, firms might be able to vaccinate their brands from this critique by crafting their own viral marketing campaigns and by having campaigns that display their brands as very, very authentic brands. A great example of this is the Will It Blend campaign by the American blender manufacturer Blendtec. In a series of viral videos, Tom Dixon, the founder of Blendtec, conducted a series of very fun experiments in which he attempts to blend a variety of objects, such as a baseball, a garden hose, and even an iPhone in a Blendtec blender. In addition to being fun and authentic, these videos also provide a clear demonstration of the blender's performance and capabilities. And with this, I think I'm finished with today's podcast. I hope this brief, very first podcast has provided an overview of the Doppelganger brand image concept. And I'm looking forward to hearing about your experience with Doppelganger brand images. Have you created any? Maybe have you encountered any? And if you're a firm, Uh, How do you react to the presence of a doppelganger brand image? Please, please, don't hesitate to leave me comments or opinions or ask me any question that crosses your mind because I will be very, very happy to answer. And, well, if you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did, then what you have to do is subscribe to this channel Like this podcast and share it with someone that is as interested as you in online marketing. I hope to see you very very soon and remember that you can find Viking Mark on different social media platforms as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. You can find Viking Mark on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook as Viking Mark and on Twitter as viking mark says this is all for today yes now i'm finished thank you very very much for listening and hope to see you very very soon have a wonderful day bye